Eight minutes it is now before 8 p.m. You tuned in to our wrap of the top business stories, our business wrap uh, here on uh, Metro FM Talk. And I'm joined uh, to take a look at some of the top business stories that have been moving markets on this Wednesday by Nolwandle Mtombeni, analyst at Emergence Investment Managers. Now, Nolwandle, um, it seems here that uh, U.S. Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo uh, has, uh, I guess, uh, been making some interesting remarks about uh, the uh, uh, land reform program. And, uh, you know, I mean, certainly for many of us here in South Africa, uh, it comes on the back of a, a lot of intense lobbying on the part of many uh, what I would call right-wing organizations here in South Africa. But that notwithstanding, uh, I think it continues uh, also to uh, add to many of the remarks that have come from the White House in relation to some of our domestic policy affairs. Yes. So, you know, typically, I don't think we really should give credence to, you know, an, any administration which we feel is making views that are uninformed mm. and not factual and biased. So, you know, that's my first perspective of this and that, you know, depending on it coming, coming from, you can, you know, you know, you know, maybe take it seriously. Um, but that said, I don't think we should ignore any form of criticism that comes. I mean, this is, you know, the same criticism was, you know, probably leveled at China not a few, not a few months ago yeah. regarding their human rights affairs. And, you know, at least China was able to say cut off all NBA games because they had that kind of power. And, you know, they run a communist, you know, country. Yeah. So I think, you know, we live in a global environment where news is literally at your fingertips within a second. You can get any news about anything. So it, it's become a more open and the transfer information is much higher. And, you know, people will voice our opinions and then they'll have an opinion in our country. But, you know, rather than, you know, trying to fight off what people think, I think it's more important for us to figure out what's good for our country. I think, you know, we need to pay less attention about, you know, how good people say, but rather than getting it right so that we can prove them wrong if they need to be. Um, you know, in America, they, they're the, the biggest, you know, the, the strongest, you know, they, they're, they're the muscle in terms of the global economy. Mm. Um, but, you know, and they will have their two cents in everything that they want to do, especially Trump, you know, and it will be uninformed. Um, doesn't mean we're you know, going to ignore it, you know, probably not. We should just listen to what they're saying. Um, but we should always have a response to all the criticism because we could also have blind spots and mm. we need to always be aware about the other side. But I guess, it's very I guess easy not to run, these things. I mean, I guess sometimes it's a bit tough because, you know, if, if we take a look at some of the remarks that he made, I mean, he's suggesting that, you know, uh, uh, they interact with a lot of countries and have very good relationships with countries that have approached or have undertaken a very sort of pro-market reforms. Uh, and they even speak about a limited role for the state uh, in the governance of uh, economic affairs. And yet, at the end of the day, if you look at what's happening in the U.S., that's probably not the same thing that's happening. And if you look even at the economic history of the U.S., um, a lot of that happened on the back of very targeted and deliberate state intervention in the economy rather than this idea of a limited role that uh, you know Mike Pompeo has been banding about. So one thing I know for sure, that you can't take one economic model from another country mm, and copy and paste sure. it into another. That will mm. never happen. As economists, we're always trying to say, compared to A, B, and C, then how it happened. It, it's a, you know, in textbook and theory, it's all good, but you can never copy and paste something exactly. You know, mm. there are going to be some changes. So, you know, you can take notes from what people are saying, what they're pointing out from other countries. Yes. Um, but that's just to say, you know, other things. Because I think... We need to be, in a country like ours, we need to consider all sorts of solutions 
you know, we attract in this, you know, low growth, structural, you know, structural reform is tough. We literally kind of, you know, you know, in a tough situation now where finding solutions is very hard. Just moving from A to B of how we're going to solve all these million problems is hard. So I think, you know, it would do us good, even if we're not really paying attention or we agree, but take notes from what's happening in other countries. Not to say that it's better or it's right, but to be aware that, look, we, we, we run out of ideas and not a few have ideas and we need to know, you know, be able to say what's good and what's not. Mm. And we really can't always be, you know, and Trump, you know, maybe we don't believe what Trump says, but, you know, you know, if his economic advisor is saying something and he's, you know, maybe he's a little bit more work than Trump has, you know, mm. um, you know, let's, you know, hear it out and then you can, you know, you know, Prove it wrong if that's the case that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look now, uh, Nolwandja, at what's happening with the uh, government employee pension fund. Now, uh, very interesting remarks here from the uh, uh, principal of the GEPF, which, uh, of course, uh, the bulk of their money, uh, well, I guess their investments constitute the bulk of uh, the assets under management for the PIC. They've come out and said, look, you know, uh, we're already carrying uh, a few billions in ESCOM bonds and any other decision that we make from an investment perspective, is going to be determined by, you know, that risk-return uh, framework and also the governance uh, of the entity itself. What, what do you make of some of those remarks? I think for the person in his position, if he took a different stance, it would be a problem. You know, as, you know, you know, you know you're know, heading up, you know, the big pension fund and mm. you involve strategic decision-making, you know, as someone in the business management industry, you need to talk the talk of what your role is supposed to be. If you are now flip-flopping now with whichever way the political sphere goes, that's a problem, mm. you know? So I think, you know, regardless of what's happening in the political environment, as a custodian of any sort of assets, you have responsibilities and you have to act, you know, you've got fiduciary responsibilities, due diligence, and best in your current role. It is not between politics. That's not his role. Mm. It's not. Mm. Maybe the board can do it. Maybe the you know the, the treasury can do it. And whoever is in charge of setting the mandate of the GPS, but that is not his role. Yeah. And we need to be able to distinguish the roles of the different people, so that they don't blur the lines and do what they're not supposed to, and so that they know what they are and are not to. Mm. So I think our expectations must bear in mind what is the role in his capacity as you know heading up the GEPF. Is it to take politics into account? Is it to bail out? No. You know, he's, he's, he's custody of the assets and he must do what's best, you know, for the people that, you know, are putting their pension money into mm. that. Talk to us, I mean, from a prudential perspective. Um, if you add, I think it's about 45 or 54 billion rand already that the GEPF has uh, in exposure to ESCOM bonds and you add to that uh, the uh, 250 billion rand that is being uh, muted in the COSATU plan. From a prudential perspective, I mean... Uh, surely uh, uh, there would be some red flags that would kick in there uh, about the exposure of the GEPF to one asset. I mean, some people have bandied about this figure of just under 20%, around 18% or so, uh, of uh, um, you know the total, uh, I guess, assets under management that the GEPF would have. If indeed this does go through, I mean, 18% of those assets would be exposed to one particular company. Uh, from that perspective, I mean, does this mean that this plan is dead in the water or... Uh, is there, I guess, a much bigger uh, macro concern here that would even trump some of the prudential issues that these guys are on the hook for? So, I mean, I've, you know, looked through many, many reports regarding this proposal and, you know, got a very detailed one in terms of the actual impact on, on you know, GDP of the said proposal, say, of $200 billion. And, you know, whichever way you look at it, it, it's, 
even from a financial perspective, the impact is not really that big. So if we're going to be technical about it, it really wouldn't it wouldn't impact them in, in any manner. Mm. The key thing here is like, what principles are we setting? That's the key thing here. You know, on a numbers basis, it's not a big financial decision, but what are we saying? Should we be, you know, putting pensioners' money at risk so that the, the, the unions can save jobs so that they can get paid for their jobs? Mm. <laughs> you know, so what principle are we saying? So that's very simple because, you know, with one decision, you can set a precedent. And, you know, you know, if you know law, that one decision will carry out for the rest forever, you know, until some other judge, you know, you know changes it. But what are we saying? Well, where is the limit and the scope of what is being proposed? And that's the key thing. Even if it's a massive exposure to ESCOM, you know, within that, you know, over the limit of maybe it goes over a breach of certain mandated limits, um, you know, there is enough cushion to, you know, for the, you know, if there's any blow that can cushion the blow of that. But is it the right decision? Is it, is it what's the principle? Does it achieve the right outcome? Mm. And is it implemented correctly? And I think those are the more fundamental, more important philosophical questions sure, that we should sure. be addressed. Um, because, you know, from a numbers perspective, you know, it would it, be fine, especially since, you know, the, the TBS does, you know, have you know, a bit of a surplus that's probably, you know, going to be there. Um, they review it every, say, three years, and then you only know what it is at the end of this year. Mm. So, you know, I think that should be the focus point where we cannot be playing, you know, you know, digging the ball around with people's pension money. Sure, sure. Nolwandle, always a pleasure catching up with you. Okay, happy. <laughs> awesome stuff. That there was Nolwandle Tombeni, analyst at Emergence Investment Managers, helping us take a look at uh, some of the very interesting uh, developments and debates within uh, the world of business. This business wrap of the day.